0: The Ohio GOP Senate debate gets physical. Women athletes pose for their own podium photo after a trans athlete wins, and the New York City health commissioner says that young children should keep wearing masks. We we'll get into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video like, subscribe, and notifications on new video every single day. If you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, on all the podcast apps. Now let's get right into this. I can file that I, with the Federal Elections Commission on uh, uh, stock I, in Chinese I, Petro. I personally didn't buy the stock. You made millions uh, off it, sir. I don't think I made millions off of anything. I'd love to have made millions off of pe- Chinese Petra. Uh, first of all, Shanghai Shenda and buying, Chinese Petra. Buying a second. You may not understand this because you never been in the. Like, no, you don't. I do. You've never been in the understand private understand sector. in All right, not, gentlemen. I have worked, worked, sir. Worked Josh, squat Josh, about jobs. Two in Iraq. We don't know, don't you tell you know, me I haven't worked. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You don't know squat. It's okay, right? You don't know squat. Two tours in Iraq, guys. don't tell me I haven't back worked. Off, you back off, buddy, oh, oh, Never, on. that'll happen. Yeah. Sit down. Never. Watch. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. We'll square it away with, dealing with, dealing with the wrong dude. No, 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 no you're dealing with the wrong guy. You, you watch what happens. You watch what happens. All right, guys. So wow, that guy heated. First off, I just want to call out the guy all the way on the left was falling asleep. He was actually sleeping. If if you guys are watching, there's a guy on the left, one of the candidates actually falling asleep until things got a little bit more physical. But I want to break down quickly. These are these are Ohio GOP Senate candidates. And I want to just go to the point where he stood up and got in his face. Now let's just watch that point real quick. You may not understand this because you No, you don't. I do. You've never been. He goes, I understand it fully. I do. Gets up, and that's when he stands up and starts to get into his face. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay? He called him the P word. He called him, he said basically threatened to fight him. Now, I know there might be some I want to read the full story, obviously, in a minute, but I know there's definitely a lot of conservatives right now that are watching this. I don't know. I hope not. I hope. You watching this aren't like, yeah, we need tough leaders like that. Yeah, we need more of that. I am praying there's nobody watching my show with that opinion. And if you have that opinion, I'm going to break down why maybe you should rethink that opinion. But first, before you freak out, let's continue reading. So during the Ohio Republican U.S. Senate candidate forum on Friday, candidate Josh Mandel got out of his seat to make threatening remarks to his opponent, Mike Gibson, who is, I, I believe he's 70 years old. The argument stated that Mandel accused his opponent of making millions off of Chinese petroleum stocks, which Gibson denied. You may not understand this because you've never worked in the private sector your entire life, Gibson said. Now, that that I would probably say would be a factual statement. If you never worked in the private sector, maybe maybe there is stuff you don't understand. Now, listen, I'm not defending this guy's actions of maybe what he was doing. Maybe he did do something shady with, with China. But who knows? That's not the conversation anymore. Now the conversation is how childish this guy was acting and unprofessional. This guy was acting on a debate stage and he proceeded to get roasted by the other candidates. So Mandel immediately jumped out of his seat and angrily got in Gibson's face. Two tours in Iraq. Don't tell, don't tell me I haven't worked, he yelled. Now, I think that's the thing is, that's the thing is. I, I, thank you for your service. So, you know, I bow down to you, whatever. Okay. Now, here's the thing is, that that's different. Does, <laughs> okay, like, that, that is different, okay? You, that, that's not, just because you've had tours and I write doesn't mean you understand business and how that stuff works. Now, I'm not in the defense of a guy obviously maybe maybe I don't know I didn't even look into it too much buying doing some shady dealings with China and buying stuff I don't I don't know I didn't look into that I'm not defending that at all obviously but I just you can't make an equation of hard work business wise with serving your country I just don't find too much of a correlation between the two it's like don't tell me I can't run Facebook don't tell me I can't be the CEO of a company I serve tours in Iraq like Sorry, there's, there's no there's no equation there. Maybe if it's something like a con- like a construction job, obviously there's physical um, toughness involved in certain types of jobs and attributes. And then others, there are mental ability. You, you get, I think you guys get the gist. I don't need to keep talking about that. Uh, you don't know, squat. Gibson responded. When the moderators directed Mandel back to the sea, tensions ease, but Gibson repeated himself, you don't know squat. Ohio GP Senate. Okay, someone made a tweet. Two tours in Iraq. Don't tell me. Okay, well, another candidate, J.D. Vance, said the exchange was ridiculous and told his opponent, two opponents to sit down. The Daily Caller reported that Scott Mandel's campaign manager said that Mike Gibson got upset tonight that he called out his investments in Chinese oil. He claimed not to remember the investments, but part of the pattern Gibson's entire career making money by taking American companies and selling them uh, to foreign interests. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Imagine you were able to properly break that down. Imagine you were properly able to answer his defense remarks because that guy, he made some defense remarks saying, I did not buy them directly and... Your response could be, well, then how did you buy them? How did you acquire them? And then based on what he says, you would have another rebut- rebuttal, as long as you have your facts in order. Maybe you can say something like this, you bought it before you did X, and then you sold it after you did X. Th- then that that's rebuttal, that's debating, that's being able to destroy the, your opponent with words so this way people don't vote for him. Instead of just standing up, getting in their face, calling them the P word and threatening to fight them right then and there on the debate stage without even addressing or even challenging his remarks back about your accusations against him. And I I just love how they just completely deflect. The campaign manager just completely deflects. They have a a dumpster fire of a campaign, obviously. In a statement, Gibson claimed that Josh Mandel is unhinged, unfit, and failing because he is losing. We can't leave a race to childlike candidates. We need adults in the room, and Josh Mandel has proven that he's not capable of doing that. I mean, that is true. What, is he going to get into a face of AOC and yell in her face? Like, that's going to do anything. I mean, as much as you people... A lot of people out there might love to see that. That's not who we are. That's At the end of the day, that's not who we are. We're not the, par- the party of being childish and being a kid and getting in people's face and telling them, you don't know me, you don't know, like acting like some punk. We need to remain the party of destroying our opponents with our words. That's why we're getting people to be red-pilled so much. So often and so frequently lately, not because we're yelling in people's faces like the left does, not because we're threatening to fight people like the left does, not because we're rioting and burning the city streets down like the left does. We're able to red pill and turn so many people over to the other side because we're beating them with our words. We're catching them in their words in which they get wrong. You've all seen it, those defiant L memes, where it shows a leftist saying something, and then like three months later, them contradicting themselves. They can't talk. They're bad with their words. That's why they get more physical. That's why they try to shut down speech. We, on the other hand, not everyone's perfect, obviously, but overall, on our side, we're way better with our words, okay? And we need to be very cautious and careful not to give them ammunition and not to slip up. Because if you do one wrong thing, the left will be running it in the mainstream media for the next 10 and a half years, okay? Now, this gives the left ammunition. Because it shows us, well, not us, this in particular individual, devolving into leftist tactics and techniques. And it does nothing but make you look bad. Maybe you'll have a few people who are more radicalized on the right enjoy that and donate to his campaign but we're talking about a very small fringe group uh, a group that I'm not the biggest fan of the the aggressive group and I think I've dedicated a large portion of my show while we need why we need to make logical calculated Emotionless decision, not emotionless, but making non-emotional decisions. You know, it's an emotional decision. It's emotional. He, he got emotional. And what did his, his, his emotions do? Made him get up into the face of a 70-year-old man and threaten to fight him. That's what his emotions did. Did he, was he able to debunk the points that this possibly corrupt politician made? No, he did not. He got in his face and threatened to fight him. That was an emotional decision. A cool, calm, and collective decision would be to roast and destroy him with your words and then get a nice cheer and a standing ovation from the crowd. And then you're able to earn and win votes and actually fix this country from within. Fix the party from within. So there's two options. There's two roads to go down. And he chose the road to... Where it makes the party look foolish, it makes our side look foolish, does no good, does more harm than anything else possible. But hey, at least it shows you're tough. Yeah, in all the wrong ways. In all the wrong ways, okay? Imagine doing that with Putin. Imagine doing that with the U.S. enemy. Imagine doing that with Pelosi. Let me know how that works out for you. It won't work out at all. It's a zero-sum, not even a zero-sum game. It's just a straight-up negative L for our side. So up on screen, I have a video playing of the award ceremony from a women's swimming meet. And you're going to hear, right now, you're going to hear people cheer for the second place winner who is a biological female. Let's listen. So that is the cheers for the second place winner who is a biological female. Now I want you to hear the cheers for the... uh, The strong, independent woman—woman, I don't know—who the trans athlete who won stolen first place. Now, listen up. Listen to those boos, and then guess what? Guess what? The women's athletes who came in second, third, and fourth place posed for their own podium photo. As obviously, Leah Thompson, Thomas, or the that that biological male with testicles and balls, uh, is over on the side. Now, obviously, you guys remember that South Park, South Park trans athlete. I'm gonna pull up the photo. Uh, it it's basically hey hey. I mean, this is I'm, I'm pulling up the photo real quick. If you're obviously if you're watching, you can see it, and it has Randy Savage with beat up women, and it's basically. Life is imitating art. Uh, South Park has done it again. But let's read. Let's read. Women athletes pose for their own podium photo after trans wins. Trans uh, swimmer Leah Thompson uh, Thomas has one national title of a uh, stolen 500-yard uh, freestyle at the NCAA championship, beating out biological women competition. Uh, someone tweeted out. Uh, okay, wait. I wait, want to wait, read the tweet. Leah continues to uh, possess male uh, you know male scrotum according to her teammates and also still dates women some swimmers have come forward announcing that they're uncomfortable with a biological male being allowed to watch as they change in the locker rooms those teammates have maintained anonymity uh, out of fears of their careers isn't that crazy isn't they're they're scared into submission into bending because the, they don't they don't want if they go out on record saying that they don't like this, then they'll just never be hired at the vast majority of jobs that are trying to they'll just be canceled by the left. It it is quite insane. It is insane. It is sickening. It is sickening. Part of me hopes that they continue to do this because I know three women in this photo. I know three biological women who will most likely be voting red in the next election cycle when maybe they wouldn't have previously. Okay? Part of me hopes they do it in order to red pill people. But the other part of me hopes that this stuff ends and stops because it's unfair to these women. They've been working their asses off for probably 20 years. To get to this point, and this is going to be, for most of them, the apex of their career, unless someone goes on into you know competing in the Olympics. It, it's sickening. It's sad. Who wants this? No one's asked for this. The only people who ask for this are a bunch of Twitter weirdos. Something needs to get done. If it was up to me, I would initiate a boycott by every single other female athlete. I can't imagine any of them won't do it. And then this way, Leah will be the only one competing. Round of the applause for Emma. Uh, I can't pronounce her name. The UVA swimmer who placed second behind Leah. Second is the new first, said somebody on Twitter. The former Department of Edu- oh, that's what the former Department of Education press secretary said that. So congrats to Emma. She is the true number one winner in the eyes of the world. And, and factual, she is the, the, the factual number one winner. Other tweets say, uh, say things like, shout out to uh, whatever that would have been the top eight tonight in the, fi- okay, yeah, so there was another woman who was knocked out of that top eight rankings because of a biological male. Ironically, left-wing feminists seem to constantly call for the downfall of the patriarchy, but have now allowed men to infiltrate women's sports and crush them in their own leagues. The rules of wokeness have become too confusing even for its followers to understand. The runner-up seems to exclude Thomas from the photo when posing for the camera. All other winners from 2nd, 3rd, and 4th fourth, fourth place stood next to each other, smiling, as Leah Thompson stood alone, uh, excluding, excluded by her peers. Good. Good. I'm glad. Exclude that biological dude who still has balls from the whole sport in general. It's obviously sickening, and obviously the NCAA is sick for allowing it. But this is the problem. This is why you can't bend the knee to left-wing cancel culture mobs. It's a bunch of K-pop stands, a bunch of actual bots, and a bunch of basement-dwelling losers. So the New York City Health Commissioner says that young children should keep wearing masks indefinitely. Now let's read this article. So the new uh, the new health commission of New York City sparked outrage when he announced that children aged five and under should wear face masks indefinitely, Conf- conflicting with Mayor Eric Adams' comments about masks. So somebody tweeted out, New York City's so-called new health com- commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vasan says mask mandates for children under five should remain in effect indefinitely. Can you imagine? His comments come one day after uh, Mayor Eric Adams told angry parents, I got this. They'll be unmasked. During the first press conference, as commissioner, the doctor, well, I should put in quotes, the doctor, the self-described doctor, (laughs) said young children should continue wearing masks because they're not old enough to get vaccinated. You know, despite young children being at the the bottom tier of the, quite literally the the bottom of the COVID deaths or at risk of COVID, you know, they're still going to be forced to wear masks. I I wonder what kind of health problems a kid or or mental problems a kid could face being forced to wear masks at such a young age nonstop. I think it's indefinite at this point, he said. People have tried to predict the future in this pandemic. They have egg on their face, and I'm not going to do that today. As a father of a two-and-a-half-year-old and and two other older uh, older kids, I want to keep them as safe as possible, he added. Why don't you just put them in hazmat suits? Why don't you just lock them in a room and feed them underneath the door? That's If you want to keep them safe, I would love nothing more than to send my son to daycare without a mask. But as a scientist and as a doctor and as an epidemiologist, I want to keep them safe. Isn't it crazy how us, we, we, we are not professionals in any of those fields. You don't need, I'll be honest with you guys, you don't need to be a professional in a field in order to understand that field. I think the vast majority comes down to it is understanding data. How virtually every single leftist, doctor, epidemiologist, and scientist has gotten this pandemic wrong. More wrong than people like us who just sit and read the data and understand the data and talk about it. That's all that we do. Or you guys just listening to it. And we are more right than the PhDs. It's because these people have derangement syndrome. I have known so many lawyers. I know about probably two lawyers and a doctor that are leftists. And everything factual goes out the window when it comes to politics. I was on a call one time with a lawyer. And he, he, was, he was like a well-respected lawyer m- worth millions upon millions of dollars. And he said to me, he just assumed I was a leftist. He's like, oh, this Kavanaugh guy, can you believe that? This dude needs to be locked up and thrown in jail. And I, I didn't say this to him because he was a client of mine. And I, well, I wanted to be like, aren't you a lawyer? Should, should, should your political opinions have any, that should have nothing to do with what you think should happen to this dude. And you should just be looking at, at it non-biasedly and it's just factual. There's no evidence of anything to prove that. And, and that's what the verdict was. How can you be so insanely wrong? And that's because all facts, logic, and reasoning go out the window when it has to do with politics because they have derangement syndrome. And they're, they're probably—also, part of them is probably afraid to come out against the grain of the, the, the mainstream of it all. So his comments anger New York parents who have forced their young children to uh, into wearing a mask. This is the thing. is, They'll probably just blame it all on Trump and Putin for the pandemic. Oh, you only got to wear you, you to a mask because Trump, Trump failed to act. That's why. That's probably what they'll just blame it on. On Thursday, Mayor uh, Adams was confronted by parents demanding he reverse the mask mandate for toddlers. He said, I got this. They will be unmasked, he said. Earlier this month, New York State and City lifted school mask mandates every state, uh, has also lifted or announced plans to lift masking requirements in schools. The new Omicron sub-variant, BA2, has been reported with data saying it doesn't seem to cause more severe illness, but it is more transmissible. It, it seems like every variant it just goes in that direction. We're keeping a close eye on the numbers and will continue to let you know uh, what it tells us. At the same time, we know the increase in cases in other parts of the world can be more worrisome. <sighs> Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Will the left ever start understanding facts, logic, and reason? Will they ever actually analyze the data properly? Will they ever actually submit the data properly? We see it happening in real time, all the time. This is why we talk a lot. We talk a lot on the right because we have a great understanding of things. Because how many times have we said stuff and it turned out to be true? How many times have their experts Deep said we're wrong with no evidence to prove that we're wrong, and then they get verifiably proven to be wrong. And we're right. Every, oh, virtually every single time. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop this video, like, subscribe, and the notifications on. New video every single day. If you can listen to the Flips of the Show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and click that subscribe button on all the podcast apps. You can also support me by becoming a Patreon member. You become a Patreon and uh, that goes a long way to help and fund and support my show. Anyway, guys, thank you guys. I'm much watching for listening. Peace out.